Gentlemen, we're here. How are you? We're Hello. back. Yay! It's been, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been two weeks. Been a while. Two weeks, yeah. With hockey what? is, uh, it's been a bit. We're getting closer to the start of the regular season. Well, no, so we're close to training camp, a few weeks away. I don't know the official date of when camp start up, but we're in September. We're about a month just shy of the of a month from the season starting. Are you guys That's starting true. to get that hockey itch? Um, almost there. Almost. It's hard to get the hockey itch back when it's the middle of August and every other day, John Tavares is trending on Twitter. Yeah, that was rough. That was <laughs> just rough like, what are, what are we, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. It was also August is also rough because that's when the the summer break happens for F one, and it's like I don't know what to do with my life. Exactly. And you're sort of like, ah, you know, uh, I'm not going to make a Halo Infinite joke or whatever. You couldn't even get mad about EA for a while because they were so quiet with the NHL 23 game. We're going to talk about that later because now we have details and they kind of suck. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think, you know, we're still a little while away from going back to two episodes a week. I think I would assume news will probably pick up and we'll go back to one a week. And then obviously by the time the season starts, probably preseason time, we'll be back at two a week. We don't know our schedule yet, how it's going to go, because life is just different sometimes. And the way our lives are every September, it just gets a little wild. We Um, have the big boy pants on this time. Life is a bit in turmoil. Life is like a box of chocolates or like a Ferrari strategy. You never <laughs> get. Oh, oh we go. how do you not have a fourth tire ready for your pit stop? But anyway. Oh, I I have a f- sorry. I have a crazy story. I just remembered it. Okay. Shout out to Laura, <clears throat> who was on the show talking about F1 here. Mm-hmm. Um, We saw each other at the Blue Jays game, but I didn't know it was her because I was in a rush to buy hot dogs and she was beside me in the line. And I don't think she noticed me either. Like at first, because I had a mask on. So hope she's oh. well and hope she's enjoying the F1 season. Was it when the hot dogs were $2? It was the Looney Dogs. Looney Dogs, not Tuna yes, Dogs. I was there on dogs. Tuesday. Are the Jays good again? They are good. Okay, that's good. They're going to make playoffs? They're going to make playoffs. And I was going to say that, Adam. Like, I know you already adopted basketball and F1, but there is a future for you in baseball if you embrace it. Listen. I'm still seriously. I've been to a blue. I've been to one Blue Jays game in my life, and mm-hmm. they, the thing is, they were bad. Yeah. And it was a game maybe against Cleveland. I think they lost three two, and I just couldn't watch. I just, I don't know what it is. It takes a bit for me to get into baseball, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Hey, what would get into Daniel, well, like sorry. the return of the Expos? No. Yeah, probably. Okay. Expos. Okay. Yeah. Da- Daniel, is it going to be another first round exit? Badoom. No, I believe. Sorry. I believe. I no, they're going to get there. shafted by uh, by Aaron Judge on the last day of the I season. I had to go there. What was it like? Tampa, they didn't walk Aaron Judge, and they threw it, and he hit a dinger, and then that like yeah. sealed their fate last year. I watched that game. I was watching towards the end of last season to see if the Jays were going to make it. I guess it was fun, but it's just you know, F one getting into basketball, hockey's a thing, and you know. I, I, there's besides sports like the bleach anime is coming back next month that's yeah, a big part stay. of my life you know new pokemon games coming out in november that's gonna dominate my life for like a year priority new halloween movie yeah that new prior halloween movie next next spring we should get the new breath of the wild game and when zelda comes out you know that's something else and you know work mm, it's really exactly. sucks when you start growing up and you're like ah Crap. <laughs> Where's our Life. free time? Hey, let's talk about hockey now. Let's talk about hockey. The people the people don't want to listen to that. Uh, the people don't want to listen to that. If you're young <laughs> and you listen to this, man, enjoy it. Okay. News of the week, I guess you can kind of say. JT Miller re-signs in Vancouver like we all thought. No, we didn't. Uh, it's a seven-year deal. It's worth $56 million. That AAV, if you had to do the math on a calculator like I did, is uh, $8 million. Before we talk about some of the implications for other players in the Canucks, mainly I want to ask you guys what you think it's going to mean for Bo Horvat. Reaction to the deal. Do you like the number? Do you like it for the player? Because I don't. You don't like it for... for oh, I don't as in, I don't like the deal for the Canucks. I'm thrilled for JT Miller. Love it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it for the Canucks at all. That's interesting. I, see, to me, I always thought 
JT Miller, you, you were going to extend JT Miller. I didn't see. I don't think the Canucks actually think they're going to properly do the rebuild because mm-hmm. of the situation they're in, considering Besser, Pedersen, Hughes, just the age they're at. For them to go through a, a complete rebuild, I don't think was ever going to happen. Um, I think it's different than Montreal because I think I think you look at the young guys on that team. So many of them aren't even in the NHL yet. And the two guys you look at in Caulfield and Suzuki are already so young. They're barely Suzuki's in hit just finished his entry level contract. Caulfield's just uh getting into his second or third year. I don't remember how the rules work. Second, um, his ELC is up next summer. Okay. Uh, so to me, J, having J, trading for JT Miller and then not keeping him after that, to me, was never was never going to make sense to me. I wouldn't have crapped on the Canucks for trading him, but mm-hmm. I think considering the team that you already have, I think you you should be more critical of the Ilya Mikheyev signing than you should be, uh, not you in particular, I just mean in general, um, of the Ilya Mikheyev signing than a JT Miller extension. To be fair, I didn't like the Mikheyev signing. No, no, I know, I know. I know. That's yeah, why I it was, that. yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I was, that's why well, I wanted to We're going to sure talk about those type of deals later because the stars have proved me right. But yeah. um, Daniel, what about you? For me, I agree with Alex that if a guy and a talent like JT Miller is willing to stay you give him the contract he wants but my initial thought and maybe this was just old reports old speculation that he didn't want to stay that there was the idea that maybe it was time for him to go and that was a good contract the canucks initially got from tampa to show off his talent that you know he really became the player he was supposed to be in vancouver and then Maybe I was just hearing too much from Mike that, oh, there's a Rangers reunion. <laughs> That's a possibility there. Um, I never really took it uh, as the most truthful thing, but I, I, I just really thought that JT Miller himself didn't want to be long-term, but prove me wrong. And I think where the Canucks are, they have to make this type of signing, that they have to show that they're willing to win. It's the same thing as, not as to the extent of the national things. I think Vancouver will still be loved even if they lose. But for the way they've been able to draft, the way they've been able to retain the guys that they see as the future pillars, they have to keep adding. It, maybe it's because, like, uh, I'm not saying JT Miller. No, I am going to say this. I just don't think he's worth $8 million. And I acknowledge really? that, that he had, I think it was 99 points, 99 points last year. And obviously, since he's been the Canuck, he's been outstanding, right? I acknowledge that. I just don't buy it with him. I don't know what it is. I just don't. I think he's a top six player. I think he's a fantastic player. I'd love to have JT Miller on my team. I just don't. The thing of that they wanted to shed money. And then they add, like, I'm not giving a player. I just don't like JT Miller, I think. Maybe that's just me. But then I I say I like him. It's just a confusing deal to me for Vancouver. Because does this basically mean that Bo Horvat's gone? Not necessarily. Does he have to stay? Okay, let me rephrase it like this. Can he stay right now without them moving Connor Garland or Brock? Well, they can't fit the room otherwise. Sure. No, no, 100%. And I I agree um, on that. It it just seems like both parties, like from what, from the interpretation that the media has talked about the relationship of Connor Garland and the Vancouver Canucks. To me, that's the guy who's gone. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just can't see him. I'm surprised. He's still a Vancouver Canuck at the moment, to be honest. Um, Dickinson too. Apparently they've not liked. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this year or by the end of the year, that Connor Garland is not a uh, Vancouver Canuck anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if by the trade deadline, he's not uh, that screams to me. And like, I guess we're going to have to see how his season goes, but similar to how Montreal traded Tyler Toffoli mm-hmm. with a guy who has this year and three more years left. I maybe Toffoli had two at the time, just uh, 
off the top of my head, I don't remember. But again, it's a similar situation, mm-hmm. and that very much frees up cap space for next year. That's almost five million. That's five million extra dollars, and Bo Horvat's not going to take up all that five million dollars. Uh, I I don't think he's a ten million dollar center. I think he comes if if they do extend him he's coming in around JT Miller's number. Like, I don't know how much better JT uh, Bo Horvat is than JT Miller. Um, yeah. I thought Danny was going to say something, but he sneezed instead. Oh yeah, I was sorry. Just uh, sneezing as well. While I'm trying to say something. Uh, yeah. I'm looking through cap friendly right now. And I'm just looking at the contracts Vancouver has and what they can do. Um, I don't know. Do you reignite the uh, Tyler Myers cap dump uh, rumor right there, or um, figure out? I mean, he's on long term. No wait, long term injured reserve. Oh. Tucker Pullman because he's two point five for three more years. So that was a, a deal right away that everyone was like, "That's not yeah." Good. So there's eight and a half million dollars right there. They can figure out do something there. Um, there's a lot of like. Great. I think these are guys are great depth players, but for the money they're really getting, like, I don't like the Tanner Pearson, Jason Dickinson cap hit. Well, like, I mean, isn't, there's two more years on those. There's the thing is you never overpay the middle of your lineup. The, yeah. the, uh, the, the thing too, I think we should talk about here. <clears throat> sorry. Is, uh, I don't know if you heard the, I, I haven't listened to the full interview. I just saw the clip so far. Um, of Bill Daly on 32 thoughts suggesting that, yeah, yeah. you know, I think it was next year. It could, we could see us another, a bump in the salary cap. That's more than a million dollars, but at least in two years, we see that big bump. Um, so if we do get that early bump, that also helps the Vancouver Canucks and about 20 other teams in the NHL, because we don't need to have that debate again. Like we, we talk yeah. about it every other episode. Cause it's just an absolute nightmare, but um, I, I think that helps the Vancouver Canucks a lot in terms of extending Bohor if they want to extend Bohorvat um, and then replenish that the rest of their roster because I think that's been an issue with the team is the depth and yeah they went to go get um, they went to go get Ilya Mikheyev but I don't really think that's gonna fix their depth scoring uh, fully. Like he'll help, but I don't think he's gonna fix it. He's making two hundred thousand less than Connor Garland. It's crazy. I, I also want to point out, by the way, JT Miller uh, will be thirty when this contract kicks in. I will, right. I will point out, by the way, which is also very nervous for me. He's been a pretty healthy player. I'm looking at his career. But okay, what? can I ask you? Can can we? Can I ask you a question though? Sure. Okay, so. And I'm I'm just comparing these two guys. You take it how you will. I'm not. Yep. I'm trying to pit play two players together. But um, you have JT Miller, who's yeah, his contract's going to start when he's thirty. It's going to be an eight year deal, eight million dollars. And you have Nazem Kadri, thirty one, seven year deal, seven million dollars. Both taken. Both these contracts taking them to thirty eight years old. Is mm-hmm. like is do you think the risk is also there for like Calgary? Like the risk is obviously always there for Calgary. Mm. But is it like you just not think like you do you not think that Vancouver needed to keep JT Miller and it was better for them to trade trade him? Because if they let him walk for free, that's a that's brutal. That's a failure. Like no matter what way you look at it. I'd like to know what the packages they were getting from certain teams were like, like what the heck was that the draft with the Islanders that the Canucks were talking about that that Friedman had mentioned? Obviously, yeah, like we looked at, we had Will on, we looked at somebody, we brought up that Harmon Dial tweet that talked about the ages of the Flames. Mm-hmm. You know, it's win now for Calgary. And you sort of mentioned, to add to your point, those big guys for the Canucks are in right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they kind of had to go for that sort of window. Again, maybe it's just, I just don't believe JT Miller is that caliber of player. Maybe it's a personal thing I can't look <laughs> over. I get why they did it. Um, but you know, it's just, yeah, they, they couldn't let him go, especially it, it's, it's kind of, it just reminds me a little bit of the line a stuff, except Winnipeg traded him and instead of kept and the Canucks kept, kept JT Miller, it was just such a back and forth. Like, how does that affect your fan base? And I mean, right. Hey, 
maybe they like what they see with JT Miller, especially under Bruce Boudreaux. And I mean, you look at how, like, we remember how crap the Canucks were to start the year. And JT Miller was sort of that lone bright spot. Maybe he's good for the room in that. Again, like, we know that he's the type of guy you win with, like his play style. Maybe I, I don't, I just don't like $8 million next to that player, you know, compared to as much as I like the player itself. You know, right. you know that kind of, if I'm making sense here. Yes. Um, but again, yeah, it's the same thing with the Sergachev deal. Younger defenseman, but still, it's like if the cap goes up, it helps. It's just right now, I'm like, I just don't like it. Maybe it's also because I have a, I like a scornful disdain for the Vancouver Canucks at points so. and Mikhail Sergachev and me and Mikhail Sergachev, yes. yeah, and Is Tampa because... in general. Former I... Tampa Bay Lightning, JT Miller. I like to and ask Adam. Ranger. <laughs> I'd actually like to ask that, Adam. Is it because? And I actually saw this a lot too with John Carlson later in his career, but that's going to be bad. No, not bad, but is it like he was always kind of like a solid player, but not the player he was. And then when he goes to Vancouver, it's like things just kind of went off and then they gave him the big contract. Maybe it's a thing of chance because obviously New York days, he would have been a younger player. Yeah. And then I don't, I, I would have to ask Mike exactly what his role was, but then obviously you go to Tampa. You know, you're not Stamkos, you're not Kucherov, you're never going to... I don't know quite at that well, point if Braden Point had emerged you, as much. And then once you go to Vancouver, he was sort of given the, all right, you're the guy sort of treatment. Because especially we remember the past couple of years, Pedersen always sort of had those rough starts and he's been questioned a lot. Is he truly elite the past year? And Miller just sort of takes it up. So maybe he's great with that time. And we just didn't see that opportunity with him in the past, maybe. And now that he has it, he's playing well enough but maybe remember when he left tampa the reason they traded him was he was a cap dump exactly now he was a really really good cap dump and everyone was like why on earth would vancouver trade an unprotected first round pick for him they did it anyways because i don't really understand they had all the leverage on tampa but that's fine clearly no one wants to deal with steve eiserman or julian breezebot like we've just did Clearly, like we've mm-hmm. that's been a thing for the last two or three years. Uh, so yeah, that too. All right. Um, like I think about that about covers it for JT Miller. If we can keep staying on the side of cap numbers, by the way, um, <laughs> we can talk about the Dallas Stars, can't we? Yeah, let's first do it. and foremost. Before we get to uh, you know, me gonna brag for a second here, they do re sign one of their two big RFAs, it's Jake Ottinger. It's a three-year deal, $4 million is the AAV. I believe he is an RFA at the end of the deal. So I'm assuming that's probably going to take him a year away from it. Uh, So even if we ignore the playoffs and we look at his regular season numbers compared to other goalie contracts, even younger guys like Cal Peterson and that, it's a good deal for Dallas. You know, at the end of it, if he continues to play well, it's like they're going to get screwed and have to give him all the money in the world or he'll, you know, probably sign a QO or arbitration in a walk and get like, you know, maybe $10 million. But I think this is some tidy business for the Dallas Stars who are kind of win now. You can never really quite tell with Dallas what they think they're they kind are. of like do your best now. Just sort of like, ah, oh, we'll miss or we'll make the playoffs and win around. It's just, it's the Stars. But like, Hey, it's a it's a classic bridge deal. Yeah. Yeah. But twelve million dollars isn't bad for a kid. That's no, that's not bad at all. But I'm really interested to know how they proved you right. I've been thinking about it ever since you said it. Okay. <clears throat> well, Alex, let me just quickly get something up here. Okay. So I'm sure everyone saw this. That Mr. Tom, I can uh, say Gaglardi, Gilardi? Sure. The know. owner of the Dallas Stars. Recently, uh, was was doing an interview. I can't remember who the interview was, so my apologies. You can find it online. Uh, and sort of referenced sort of goal scores. I'm paraphrasing here. Taking up too much of the pie, saying the middle guys got squeezed with contracts. Saying a kid scores forty goals and wants seven million dollars. It's really funny. They have an RFA goal scorer who just hit forty, Jason Robertson, who is currently up and needs a new contract. Isn't that really funny? And I just want to quickly say something here, you know, 
what was I saying at free agency? And what did I reference of Ilya Mikheyev that I didn't quite like? And listen, obviously, this is probably an owner, and this isn't the first time we see members of Dallas Stars ownership go to the media and call out their players. However, let's just look at this. Mason Marchman, a fine player. Is he a superstar? No. How much did he get in free agency? $4.5 million. Okay, fine. That's all right. Essa Lindell, not one of the best D on that team. He's fine. $5.8 million. Who remembers Ryan Suter getting that contract? 37, <laughs> $3.6 million. Three years remaining on that deal. Ilya Mikheyev gets his deal. Let's quickly go to New Jersey. A guy who's never been the superstar, a perfectly fine player, massive in the playoffs. Who am I talking about? Andre oh, yes. Palat. As I quickly find his contract, where is it? I can't find Andre Palat. 31 years old, gets a five-year deal, $6 million. The stars, I get it. We saw it with uh, with with Klingberg. They didn't want to give him the big term because they've given it to guys like Ben. His production's fallen off a cliff. Tyler Sagan, injuries have sort of bounced him. Uh, the stars right now don't have the money because they've, besides the flat cap, have given out some just deals that are just like, what are you, what are you thinking here? Remember when they gave Kadubin that deal after the playoffs? Yeah. Immediately he turned to dust because he was like 34. Like, what are you thinking? I'm just saying, first off, Mr. Star's ownership. With all due respect, no one is going to a Dallas Stars game to watch Radic Faxa. They see Mira Haskinen. They want to see Jay Gottinger now. Let's talk about it like this. Who is going to a Leafs game, right? Okay, stick with me here, because they want to watch Martin Marincin play back in the day. No, they're for Austin Matthews. When I go to uh, Martin Marincin might be the exception. I don't know. Martin Marincin like might be the I'd exception. Like to go to. I love Martin. the Habs. I don't want to. I don't go to a Habs game thinking I can't wait to watch Joel Armia tonight. Wait a minute. So you're not going to go Gianni Fairbrother's debut? He might be the exception there, though. Okay, uh, so that might be the actual yeah, okay. exception. It's just piece of the pie. But man, the reason that well, I was going to say I don't think the stars make a lot of money, but the money you do make, the jerseys you sell. Aren't for Radic Faxa. They're for Jason Robertson. They're the only reason I would watch the Dallas Stars. Shut up and pay up. The, you don't the, have any money because you misallocated it. The the best thing about the owner speaking out is that it hasn't worked any time. No. No. It's wow. not like it's not like the team performed better when he called out Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. They they were the same team that everyone thought they were, which was what year did he call them out? Does anyone remember? Hold on, I can look it up because wasn't Be, because it the thing with Dallas is, and it was the same with Montreal for a few years in the last few years under Mark Bergevin was okay. They might not be a great regular season team, but if they make the playoffs, they could do some damage. And that's what the Dallas Stars were. And that's what the Dallas Stars were when their owner called them out. Nothing changed. He's done this. He Did he so, not call out? First off, the guys who, so it wasn't the owner. It was their CEO alternate governor, who is Jim Lights. Okay. Who did it, who called them horse the name. And that was, I'm seeing a Reddit thing on r slash Dallas Stars. Yeah. The end of December 2018. But uh, continue. So, it's so just, what it's happened in 2019? In what happened in 2019? Nothing like uh, we can double check because I know in 2019, our... 2020, they made it to the final in the bubble. I Yes. I OK, cool. Yes, they did that. I 100 percent. I agree. But again, that Dallas Stars team wasn't any better because their ownership kept calling them out. That's all, the only point I wanted to make. I just I find it hysterical that that is. And then when the my favorite part is when. The agents negotiate through the media, which happened all the time, which I also hate. Listen, I if you're negotiating through the media, you automatically lose me. Done, done, <laughs> automatically lose me. Um, it's a bad thing, but whatever. The, the Dallas Stars are weird. They are. They, I don't know. Just like they have this young talent that. If I if I may, they they got really really lucky with both Robertson and Ottinger the way they the where they were drafted and um, one thing is like I like to credit how they actually developed Jake Ottinger like they brought him up gradually but they just didn't bury him in the minors for so long and I think that's just something you should do if you take a goalie in the first round but anyways 
I know what you mean where they have these guys that you should be marketing, you should be building upon, but that like it just it, it doesn't make sense if I say Dallas is just Dallas when it comes to the way the team is structured. Because it's so confusing for me how they are structured. Joe Pavelski, by the way, five point five million dollars. Uh, good was probably maybe their best forward last year, but still, uh, he's thirty eight. Like that's the point of where the stars are. Remember, was that like series against Calgary? It was the Pavelski Robertson. I can't remember who the third player was. Hints, hints, hints were the only guys scoring in that series. Yeah, you know, it's it's like goal scorers taking up too much of the pie. Yeah, because you win when you score more goals, you idiot. It's like ah, you know what, man? I don't know about this, but you know, Tom Brady's you know he's throwing a lot of like, throwing too many touchdowns. He's taking up too much money. He's maybe not a great example because obviously he, he doesn't take as much, but uh, uh, I, I don't know enough about football to be like, ah, this man <laughs> took too much money. Who did the Broncos just uh, resign? Russell Wilson. Russ, yeah, yeah, that guy. Too much money. Steph Curry money. settled down on the three-pointers. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Cut he it out, shouldn't Steph. make more money because he's revolutionizing the game by how much he's scoring right now. Uh, you know, the young players love Jason. Shut up. Too much. The middle guys are getting squeezed. I don't care about yeah. the middle guys. You know who You're needs a piece more of money? The puzzle, but come on. You know who needs more money, Daniel? Who does? Billionaires. Pam Birch. <laughs> I saw a TikTok on him earlier today. I who? Have to bring him up. Cam Raptors. Birch, Raptors. Legend. Center. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Well, he's still on the team, so he's not a legend who this, yet. Who is this man? Uh, but yeah, the Dallas Stars, they kind of suck. Uh, another big centerman has signed this time uh, it's with the buffalo sabers my it's boy Tage thompson uh it's seven years it's 7.1 and some spare change afterwards for the aav uh 50 million dollars total uh takes thompson who uh in 2021 uh sorry in 2020 2021 eight goals in 38 games 14 points last year shoots up 38 goals 68 points in 78 games played he is a big centerman uh, they make a lot of money. We'll just say I mean, in general, look at Norris and Suzuki. Um, but this is a guy who, if you look at Jay Fresh, just sort of mentioned that he went from one of the unluckiest shooters in the league to one of the luckiest. Um, again, good for the player. It is a big risk for the Sabres to take that because the last time they had a guy show up, had a career year, gave a lot of money and re-signed to, Jeff Skinner is still wasting away there. Or... The last, everyone they brought in a free agent gave him a lot of money. No, I'm not going to make for the Kyle look close, so I don't want to do that. But um, yeah, Tate Thompson. I mean, hey, if it works out, it looks good. Like the Ryan O'Reilly trade just sort of looks a little better for them, obviously, because you know, the Consmith and the Cup thing kind of helps for O'Reilly. But uh, it is a big risk for them to take. I mean, you bet on young players, but man. No, I. So like that's that's an interesting contract, um, just because that's a lot of money. Like this is different than Jason Robertson. Like funny enough, how we were talking about Jason Robertson, um, because I think if you actually look at what Jason Robertson did in his two seasons in the NHL, first full season, he had forty five points, seventeen goals in fifty one games in uh twenty one twenty two twenty 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 one. And then this year he had 79 points, 41 goals in 74 games. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. very different than Tage Thompson, who I'm just pulling up now. I just don't remember his stats off the top of my head where, yeah, he had a really good first this year. He had 38 goals, 68 points, but I think he's struggled the last three years in Buffalo or last two years. Cause I think 1920, he was in Rochester and he was injured. So that's the exception. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's, it's, there's a lot of a uh, premiums. I'll say for this contract, I think that there is a bit of that Buffalo tax in my opinion. And then there's a bit of we're on this upswing right now. I've mentioned it before with a player like Dylan cousins with Alex tuck that, you know, they, they know that the team is not where they should be right now, but it's like there's a different culture in Buffalo now that there's players that, you know, relatively speaking, like to be there. And I think Tage Thompson is one of those poster boys for it where he's been there a while. Um, he didn't really become the player they thought they were getting when they first traded for him with Ryan O'Reilly. And now to get like that big center and a guy that I think they're going to bet 
on his potential, you get him for this contract. So I don't know. Is it is it similar to the Jeff Skinner one? I'm not sure yet. I think we'll I'm see how next year goes. A bit unfair, maybe. Yeah, we'll see I, how next year goes. I think it, the the thing with Tage Thompson <clears throat> is the way this contract's going to look again because it starts next year. It doesn't start this year. It starts next year. So he has one more season where he's somewhat comparable to what he was this year. Even if he doesn't pot 40 goals, he pots 30 goals, puts up almost point per game numbers. That's fine. The cap goes up. Again, like the, the issue with these contracts, and I think what we were we struggled with when we were talking about Sergachev, Cernak, and um, who's the Sorelli. other guy? Sorelli is actually the Sorelli one's going to be great no matter what. I think yeah, more so Sergachev and Cernak yeah. um, <clears throat> is you have to take into consideration. We have to take into consideration how much the cap is going to jump, and we just don't know what that's going to be. And when that's going to happen. And I think that's the thing here with the the Thompson contract too. Because like in two years, if the cap jumps to close to $90 million, it doesn't look as bad when it's almost taking up mm. about 10% of the cap. And he's still producing like that. Now, they also need to hit the cap floor. Not this year, but I imagine in future years, depending on how things go in Buffalo for the next couple of years. Uh so again, I hate to bring it up, but the salary cap. <laughs> yeah, I'm just upset that the goal scorer is taking all the money away because Rasmus Absalon is up next year, and I don't want him to get squeezed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's going to happen to Anders Bjork? I'm just I. Oh, it's just a shame, isn't it? It's just a shame. I can't stand it. Rasmus Absalon, who got selfie belts, by the way, never forget. And Anders Bjork, that wow. uh, Taylor Hall deal. That's weird. Can we look back on that deal now? Who won? Um, yeah, the, I mean, you know, it's a bit of a wash. Who cares? Yeah. Wait, which deal? The Taylor the Anders deal? Bjork, <laughs> the Anders Bjork deal. Well, don't forget the, the second, the, the oh, Anders yeah. that we're calling it, the Anders Bjork deal. Yes, sorry, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Disturbed. Uh-oh, hopefully, you didn't hear that. Guessing you probably did. Uh, okay, no. speaking of contracts, uh, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, people are all of a sudden in the 32 Thoughts podcast. We were both saying that it sounds like McKinnon may be close to McDavid slash, you know, uh, highest paid player in the league, maybe if he gets past him. So uh, what happened to taking less McKinnon? What happened to that? Guess he won. <laughs> he's like, okay. Right. Like never with all due respect to Nathan McKinnon, all due respect. That couldn't have been more of a PR move. Oh yeah, right. Like I think we all kind of thought that time. If he, he's coming in at more than McDavid. Like, he's got to, right? It's at least like eleven, right? Oh, do they, bare do they let minimum. it get out that he's he wants around it? Then he he hits a. Remember when it was like McDavid wanted he could have got he like took half a million less. They said, what if it's like they let it get out that I, it's close to thirteen, and then they drop to twelve, and it's like. I'm we're not I'm sorry we're not gonna let that stand on this podcast. I will not let that no, stand no, if that comes out. Least uh, fans got that for so long, like they no, no. I, I would I would be okay if you that's I'm, why I'm not gonna let that stand. I have that's why this is a really confusing conversation. That there's no conclusion to it that I have to quote Michael Scott on this. All right, if that's okay with you guys. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. All right. So regarding all the contracts about who the best center is, I just really think that don't ever for any reason do anything to anyone for any reason ever no matter what no matter where or who or who you are with or where you are going or where you've been ever for whatever reason how long have you had that <laughs> quote written out i just thought of it where oh. it's like oh we're gonna have this conversation again where this is debate gonna go what is everyone gonna think it's gonna go probably nowhere <laughs> like <laughs> What's he gonna get? Like, well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm gonna. I want to propose this to you and spe- specifically, Adam. Okay. Who is the best player on the Colorado Avalanche? It's now Kale McCarr. Nope. Oh. Okay. No, it, it is. There's. I don't think there's. Okay. But you would is have your head bias there. No, I think uh, if no, I think it's pretty clear that McCarr. That, that, like, that is not a knock on Nathan McKinnon. The no, no, it's not. Oh, no, 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 it's not a knock is, on Nathan. Or on Tori Lekkinen. 
He's the uh, Cherry Lack. I mean, he's up there. He's the best Finn on the team. So I'm yeah. ranting and just kidding. Um, but no, he's McCarr's number one, and, and and I think it's pretty safe to say McKinnon's number two. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, 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 no. No one's saying it's talent. a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just curious to know because I know before the playoffs, I I don't know if like based on the conversations that we have, I don't know if that was the the case i think it was the playoffs that shot kale mccarty number one i think heading into the playoffs nathan mckinnon was still number one at least in my books um i'm just curious to see what happens next like again i because kale mccarty is making nine million dollars and that's obviously an a massive understatement and i think i think he they did he sign that a year early or no no, I think he's actually. Uh, no, he signed oh, that he, he, in the yeah, he summer. He signed it last year, didn't he? He signed that in the summer of 2021. God, yeah, imagine. Could have got so much more. Um, wait, wait, so did, did that deal? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm just doing. I'm checking something for my own sake. Oh, so he was on the last year of his ELC last season. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. 21. Okay, 22. okay. Never mind. Never he mind. signed it. He signed it at, while he was a restricted free agent. So if he had signed a one-year prove-it deal, what does he oh get? Oh my right god! Now? Does he get winning the Norris Consmith Cup? You know what I think helps. By the way, is remember there's that very now famous clip of him matching McDavid speed and sort of showing his defensive chops. Mm -hmm. Everyone sort of the advanced numbers show that Makar is a good defender. But I think a lot of people just had the thing of always oh, just all points. But then I think once the eye test showed that as well as the numbers sort of backed up as all around play, people were like, all right, you know, it's just, it showed that, but yeah, he's, he's easily like five more years. <laughs> yeah, literally. How did nurse, how did Kent Hughes get Darno nurse more than how I don't care about UFA years. How? Literally. Desperation on... makes more. Kale yeah. only makes a million dollars more than JT Miller. No, it's it's definitely different definitely position, but still, no, like, definitely an underpayment by like, come on. every standard. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I do think like I, I even though he's not the end best player on his on their team he's second i understand just looking at the contract the other player has i still think he makes at least 12 million dollars mm -hmm. at least well, i mean it's it's like oh hey there uh you know uh sorry yager but lemieux and like and, and i still think that could be an underpayment can like 12 million dollars might be an underpayment yeah, probably. Especially, I mean, you know, it, maybe it's that, you know, I'm thinking 11, but you add another million on because he's obviously as well as he's the team's personal trainer, the nutritionist, obviously, you know, chippy <laughs> and whatnot. So, that guy's know, a beast. Nathan McKinnon wears many hats on that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, it's just, he's going to make a lot of money, though. He's going to make a lot of money. It's going to be, I mean, he, he's earned it. He's earned it. It's just, you know, that Forbes article, you're not taking, you didn't take less the first time. Stop it. It was market value at the time. Stop it. Yeah, he was he did not have a good first few years. By the way, speaking of uh of you know maybe stopping it. Alex, do you want people who to sort of slam on the brakes of Patrick Kane to Toronto? Oh, I'm very glad we brought this up. Let's start with this. I don't care what no offense. I love him. I you know how much I love this guy. I don't care what Elliot Friedman has to say. It's August, baby. Like he, okay, let's put it like this. They say it on the SDP all the time, and it's probably the thing I agree with most on that podcast. Mm -hmm. Every 31 GMs should be calling Kyle Davidson right now about Patrick Kane. I don't 31. That. 31 teams. He is a top, top. He's okay. Patrick Kane is a top blank winger in the NHL. Insert a number. Um, top uh, 10. He's not top five anymore. But He's top a top five. 10 winger in the NHL. 31 teams should be calling about him. See, at I... least calling, not having discussions about a trade, calling. They wouldn't be doing their job. 31 teams should be calling about Jack Eichel. Calling, not having discussions, calling. There's a difference. I, I, I don't get why you would want Patrick Kane on your team 
for the simple reason that the, the after the Kyle Beach stuff, to me, he's I don't want anything to do with him. Like, okay, but that's least, not that's not the NHL we live in. That's I not know, that's well, not the NHL so we live in. Bes- like, besides that, sorry, that's just one thing <clears throat> I want to throw out there. But sure. the hockey side of it, if I'm the Leafs too, and this is what I would throw in the span, I don't think they need Patrick Kane because I think he's I think Mitch Marner is basically your Patrick Kane. Like, I mean, you talk about like distributors in the league. I think <clears throat> Marner at this point. I'm not comparing peak performances, but right now I think Mitch Marner is better than Patrick Kane. And I think you would want a JT Miller type, which people have mentioned or Petruzzi or something like that, that we have no, they're interested in. I just don't see a fit stylistically because I think they have Patrick Kane level in spades. And I agree. I don't think they should trade for Patrick Kane, but the blue haha that's come Bruce, sorry, blue haha, blue haha that's come out about Patrick Kane is 31 teams should be the point like the point I'm making isn't that the Leafs should trade for Patrick Kane. I don't think they should, nor do they have the cap space to do so without making another move. So I, I want to do some quick maths here. So 50% of Patrick Kane's deal right now would be $5.2 million. Mm-hmm. So let's say you would bring Arizona or a team in to do a double retention. Sure. That would have to bring it down to $2.625 million. Yeah, yeah. So instantly Stop me if you've heard this before. Alex Kerfoot goes the other way. Bare minimum, Alex Kerfoot goes the other way. So you're moving near $6 million to bring in Patrick because no one's going to be able to bring – a contender can't bring him in right now. So you're already – before doing double retention, that's going to cost you more assets. You're going to have to send a significant contract, which Chicago are going to want more for in exchange anyway, or a significant player from your roster right now. I'm not saying Patrick Kane – Hockey on the ice wise is 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 who knows what he's going to be like now. Again, he's a playmaker and his game isn't falling off nearly as much. But do you really want to give up what they're going to ask? Because again, the ask is going to be insane. Now oh, maybe a Giroux type, and because Kane, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head without checking, probably has the team control. Not to mention, I wonder if the Blackhawks and ownership have a certain level of loyalty to Patrick Kane, where they do his wishes, and maybe. You see a Claude Giroux return. That's quite underwhelming. But, you know, at least right now, from what we know, Patrick Kane probably wants to win. And that sort of lowers where he can get dealt even more. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I agree. Like, I'm looking at Calf Friendly right now. There's very few teams that – there's no team contender right now that could straight up take Patrick Kane at 5.25 million dollars. Now, there's teams out there who could probably send Cap – send a guy back to make the cap work in that sense there's actually a couple teams where i think it could work uh first off the new york rangers who if i'm chris drury that's the first call i'm making um again the islanders potentially i don't know if they're willing to give up what the that is going to cost and then this one you're going to absolutely hate but they have the room to do it is the Colorado Avalanche. That is insane. They have that $3.9 million in cap space right now. I'm sure they can say, sorry, uh, I don't know, pick a player. Why don't we bring Patrick Kane over? Like, again, you're right. Like, you're spot on that it's gonna, it's gonna be a tough one to do. Um, But to bring it back to the Leafs, because that's what I do best. Uh Uh-huh. They're not. They sh- they're not going to trade for Patrick Kane. I'm sure they're on the phone with Kyle Davidson, mm-hmm. as is every other GM at the moment. When there was the possibility that Patrick Kane was going to be on the market, it's not about. We're always like, that's that's my that's my poet. Like I know I'm focusing on what that one thing, but I think mm-hmm. that's what what's happening here. Like, h- how on earth are the Leafs going to bring in Patrick Kane? Yes, Sandine, Sandine yeah. as part of it. A first Sandine, and then Kerfoot to make the money work. Probably that's at least. it. Like you have to add so much more. And you're like that's the you. Ha- I think you have to add so much more than that. That's I feel like they'd ask for Matthew Nyes. No. Oh, oh great! I'm sure they will. No, no, I, and I'm sure they will. But it's like again, I, I think going to your point, Adam. Okay, great. 
Now we have top, and it's a great top six, but does it fix anything? And then you know what happens, by the way? Uh, the deal doesn't happen, and Kyle David- Davidson lets it leak out to the media again. Probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kyle Dubas says something else again. But yeah, it just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change what, you know, Stanley Cup winner, tremendous playoff performer, Patrick Kane, but, you know, they don't need that player. They just don't need it. They don't need it. It's, it feel, for me, it feels like too much of a good thing, if that makes sense, offensively. Yeah, they like, don't need more scoring. God, no. Yeah. I just take it with a grain of salt when I'm told that the Leafs are in on somebody because every time this happens, all it was was they made the call, which I guarantee you 31 other GMs have done. I guarantee you Kelly McCrimmon was on the phone with Kyle Davidson asking about Patrick Kane, and and they can't do anything. Um, I have a question. Yeah. When you make a call, is that the same as checking the tire or kicking the tires? Oh, yeah, so that's it. Yes. Okay. That's it. By the way, uh, shout out to I'm just queuing up the next segment, and uh, I think Japan beat Finland in the Worlds today. So that's what? really cool. yeah, I think that's it's cool. one nothing could happen in the shootout. I believe happened. Good for them. Uh, I mentioned this because uh, the Women's World's uh, Finals is today. Uh, it's going to be Canada, U.S. for gold. Uh, go Canada, obviously. I can't wait. I think we all know who's going to win. I don't have to ask. I know who's going to get the game winner. We all do. Certain French Canadian who works with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and speaking of Montreal, PHF, Montreal Force. They're expanding. It's official. I like the uniforms, and I like the logo. The F into the fleur de lis. Happy about that. And do you like the name? Montreal Force? It's better than TMU Bold. Okay, listen, <laughs> man, that's a low bar. That's a low, low bar you've set yourself. <laughs> it's a solid. I think it's a, it's a low is- Montreal Force is maybe a 6.5 out of 10. It's not awful, but I think it's it's fine. It doesn't make me angry. Yeah, fair. And I will root for them now because there's a Montreal team. Let's go Falcons. Where's yeah, the... yeah. If you just do, why did you do bold? Just make it the the TMU Falcons or the TMU. Uh, it's just bad school. I, I, I saw school. I saw a tweet that said, "I can't wait to see the TMU bold take on the Western Italics." And oh, that, it was that, so that, good. That, that cracked me up. That cracked me up. Just not fun at all. Not fun at all. Um, something we want to mention. We want varsity to Blues. I'd like to say, by the way, uh, before we get to Varsity Blues, <laughs> um, homecoming please. for TMU September fifteenth. Hopefully it's free again. Who are they playing? I don't know. I don't even know if it's hockey or soccer or basketball. And with that, um, so what we're going to quickly go look at now is uh, just wishing our best to Alex Texier, who won't be playing in the NHL Mm -hmm. next year. Um, Stuff going on there with Columbus. Uh, Seems like the guy's had a lot of stuff go on in his personal life. He's going back overseas to be closer to his family. Um, again, guy getting help and seriously, just wish him the best. Cause you know, I remember when he first came to the NHL, there was a lot of hype around the kid. He was really talented. So, um, best of wish to that guy, like really, really mm-hmm. like that, you know, just, you know, we're rooting for you, man. Um, the same, like we've met to a price when he went into the, the, you know, the player assistance program, Bobby Ryan, of course, we talked to him a few weeks ago, stuff like that. Um, just some quick signing stuff we can get into. We are running a little long here. It's gone by really quickly. Yeah, wow. we're having fun. Um, yeah, the New York Islanders have done some stuff. What? Um, and that stuff begins with uh, the fact that, um, first off, Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov have been re-signed. They're both three-year deals. Uh, $2.5 million for Alexander Romanov, four years for Noah Dobson. They will both still be RFAs at the end of those deals, by the way. Uh, yeah, it feels like a Lou move. Bridge deal, pay him at the end of it if they can afford to. Like, what's going to happen with Barzal next summer? Yeah, they did that with Pulak. They did that with, like you said, Barzal. Um, you couldn't get more Lou. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. And then he just sits there and it's like, you think Islanders fans look at JT Miller and they're just like, God, they just, we want anything. I don't Islanders have fans... these... Sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, no, I just think you think Islanders fans think about when he was a star, but Zach Parise's negotiations with Jersey with Lou before he left for Minnesota. 
And they're just kind of like, God, don't repeat it, please. I wouldn't be surprised. Have they act like? Have they signed anyone outside of the organization? I think these. Oh, outside the organization. I know they did some like minor league signings, but I don't hear. I can. I can quickly. Like, I'll I'm get Lou Lamorello's things and check. Like his friendly uh, signings. Yeah, because I feel like he hasn't. He, uh, no, not the Rangers. I clicked the Islanders cat friendly. Where did they go? Why are you not working? I Where know. are the Islanders? There they are. Oh, they had Islanders, done one or Blue two. Lamorello. Hold on. Hold on. Let me set it up, Alex. I'm okay. You my set moment. it up. You set it up. Okay. Types. No, not entry level. Uh, okay. No, all signings. We'll just check. Um, RFAs, Islanders. I want to go care about the Devils. Why are you showing me Barzell? Why are you going two years ago? What's happening? You gotta, you gotta do it by signing date. By it, signing date, okay. Yeah, I, it does I, it by I value. Do you want me to do it? it. So I'm, yeah, we have, we have three guys. They've signed outside of the organization. Okay. Number one, you might remember him from his time with the Seattle Kraken, Dennis Chalowski. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Detroit legend. Detroit legend. You might remember this. Actually, he played on the, the Islanders last year, so this guy actually doesn't count. It was Paul Ledoux. Do you know who that is? Why do I remember him? Why do you remember him? Good question. I remember that name. <laughs> uh, and you might remember him from his combined 16 games over two seasons with the Arizona Coyotes. Hudson Fashing. That's not real. Oh, I remember him. He still was like an NCAA guy. Sure. You couldn't sign Johan Larson? I so he's going over. Where is Sammy Batman? Why isn't he come back? Where is Sammy Batman? Good question. That's um. That's not great. By the way, Dobson deal. I like it. Romanov deal. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty fair too. Through a bridge, you know? For sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Islanders. Kind of boring. Uh, Phil Kessel is the Vegas Golden Knight. And that just works, <laughs> doesn't it? That just sort of makes sense. It's kind of, yeah. It hurts. It hurts. I won't lie. Sorry, Alex. I just I like, not that I expected him to come back to Toronto, but I just needed, you know, give me a reason to not, to to like Vegas a little bit. Yeah, like, like, Phil, just go like to a ounce. team that we like. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I felt. Like, like if he, he went to Carolina. He didn't Sorry, think of that. If, if he, he went to if you went to Carolina, like we had been suggesting in the doc for about two weeks, yeah, you know, maybe I'm mad about that. I'm mad about that. Maybe it did. No, he, no it did make a lot of sense. Go and, like, there and he took it personally. Then he and, went to Vegas. And I would have been like, okay, I could, I, I always have a fancy, the hurricanes for the last few years. Anyways, I'm like, give me more of a reason to like him a little bit more. Uh, one yeah. of us has to it's a solid deal 1.5 yeah. he's still really good player i still think but what up with the 50s high six, like mid he had 52 maybe. points last year yeah and he only scored eight goals that's not bad man he, he had 44 assists so you replace patch ready who's probably when he's you know has been producing more but he's been a lot he's been injured and castle hasn't missed a game since the, you know we had color on tv yeah and, so. Adley, and and Kessel is a playoff producer. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 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 God. That was oh, good. That was oh, good, Alex. I like that. Well done. Well done. Um, Paul Stastny goes to Carolina, though. Uh, fine deal. That's a. They have had a very. I really like their depth this offseason. Patrick, by the way, is going to miss like six months, which was kind of like, oh, okay. So you're um, saying he's not going back to Winnipeg? Stassi, no one's going again. No one's, one's going. going to well, did they find though the inside fetch the cop? Who did Winnipeg sign the other day? Sam, uh, Sam Gagne. Yeah. Why? Marley's legend. Who cares? Toronto Marley's legend. I'm, I'm happy he, put he up has like, a job, but Winnipeg. Remember when he put up like top six numbers because he was always on the power play unit. He's a In good player, man. Columbus. He had yeah. a he's had a quiet, fine player career. It's just, you know, just Winnipeg, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, okay, we got two things to finish off. Before we go to the draft. Sorry, not the the draft video that Montreal put up. Yeah. Yay. Oh my god. Okay, I just want to put something out here. You know, of the three of us, I am very confident in saying I am the biggest gamer. You know, 
I'm very confident <laughs> in saying that. But <laughs> right? there's one exception to the, that, though, right? Like NHL, you, you absolutely hate NHL. The only reason you play it is to play with Mike and I. Yeah, no, it's it's to spend time with my friends is the only reason I play NHL. And the way our games go, sometimes I like some of my friends a little less after we play <laughs> because sometimes Mike is a very questionable teammate. Is yeah. what else? Is listen, we got I got two quitters on my team. You, you, listen, it happens. Mike quits more than I do. That's true. But we listen, got a top. I'm the starting we, goalie now. Exactly. Right? Things are going to change. We got a top tier goalie. We're we're chilling. So so listen, listen, listen. <laughs> let me just. I, I mentioned this because listen, I played a lot of video games in my life. I'm a member. I'm a, I'm a member of the of many gaming communities. This is how I'll put this. All right, listen. You know, Halo. Love Halo. You know, I play a lot of Halo. Play a lot of Pokemon. Love me some Pokemon. There is no fan base, or maybe no sort of group of gamers that care more about covers than sports fans. I have never once in my life decided to buy a game based on a cover or not. However, there is no group of gamers that will make a bigger deal of a cover than sports fans. Okay, yeah. listen. You guys don't know this. I think you you may know this. The first game I that was my game, like not my from my brother that I stole was the original Pokemon Diamond, which came out in like 2008, 2009, maybe 2007. Um last year they remade it for the Switch, right? The cover sucked. Like, it was a bad cover, right? It looked kind of lazy. Guess what? It sold over 12 million copies, and I play it nearly every other day. Hey, I love it. Not a great game. The remake is kind of lazy, to be honest with you, but it's Pokemon, and it looks nice, okay? I still play it, though. You know, you know what I mean? I enjoy it because it's good gameplay. I'm like NHL. But I just I just want to say, let it, there are two things can be true here. Covers don't matter, and the new cover is kind of bad. Listen, Sarah Nurse and Trevor Zegras, I like the idea. It's kind of weird not having an NHL, having one NHL player and not and one non-NHL player. It's kind of weird, but obviously they started including women in the game last year. I like it. We've talked about it on the podcast. Sarah Nurse has become the face of women's hockey. Again, you go to a Nelfros, you see chicken wings, her face is on it. People like Sarah Nurse. I like Sarah Nurse. The cover, though, looks like a magazine shoot and not the cover of a video game. It's just my general thing of it. I don't care about the cover. We're going to talk about it because it's kind of what you do in the hockey podcast. It's a bad-looking cover because I don't think there's any equipment. I think they have a stick, maybe. That's it. Um, the gameplay is going to suck. We're going to talk about the gameplay trailer and that. I just want to say, cover's got a nice idea. Jay Fresh said this. Good idea. Crap execution. I like having Sarah Nurse on it. All right, fair enough. But just before you put all this effort into a cover, have a playable game is all I'm going to ask of you. Okay? Okay. You guys can go ahead now. I just needed to sort of mental a little bit there. I mean, you said everything. You said everything. It's just I have no issue with, like, again, good idea, bad execution. I feel like that just screams EA. Especially yeah. when it comes to their NHL games. Good no, idea, bad execution. We're now mm-hmm. getting some, we're like, there is, how will we still not have GM connected? Can I ask? So, not even that, Alex. Did you guys watch the sort of reveal gameplay trailer yet? Kind yeah, of, I watched yes. it, yeah. So, for those of you who haven't, one of the big features, they were like, we have two new strategies. One of them is the one-three-one power play setup. You know, the, the one that good teams run nowadays. You know, the fame Tampa is the best example of that. You know, that power. All right. Yeah, EA heard us talking bad, and they decided to go after Alex's internet. Um. Anyway. Uh. But you no, know, it's like visual visual glitches in your reveal trailer and your gameplay trailer. It's just so disappointing, but it, it continues to be so expected. At the same time, like, come on. Like, again, I mentioned Halo. Halo Infinite's a game with a lot of problems. The core gameplay is fantastic. EA is just sort of like, they just can't get the foundation right. It's, I've had enough. Like, I, I don't want to buy the game. <laughs> I don't. Well, but will you guys buy the game? If it's $10, if it's extremely reduced priced, call me. I'll think about it. But, other than that, 
I I barely put turn on my Xbox to begin with. Busy guy. Black Friday is when I'll buy it. Black Friday. Yeah, I remember always thinking about that after the the thanks Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving. I always think that's the best time to buy a sports game. Hey guys, we our game is partially crossplay now. Great. I'm so happy for you. You've done such a great job, guys. I'm so happy. Uh, X Factors work more now. I don't care. It took you four years to fix the poke check, and apparently now they don't work at all. By the way, I signed up for the open beta. I didn't get my code. Thanks. One time, I'm like, I'll give them a try. No no news on Be a Pro. No news on, on franchise mode. You know, if you're like, um, like in Halo, there's a term of theirs, you know, you're sort of uh, – um, social players and competitive players, right? You know, competitive are the ones who play ranked and all that. Then you're sort of social players are the ones who just kind of play for fun. I play Pokemon and that religiously, but I'm a social player. You know what I mean? I like playing for fun. EA have taken away and have not provided a social, casual playthrough. I'm not saying social as in, hey, I'm going to play with people. That's completely different. That's just multiplayer in general. But just a sort of fun social just, just fun. There's no fun. No, no, it's just no fun. I don't enjoy playing it. Well, I'm well, my when the like when the guys when we text each other and we're like, ah, let's play. I'm like, I agree because it's like I want as Alex said, I want to play with my friends. The community, yes. But it it just not the community. Yeah, you can't you don't play NHL with people who aren't your friends because they call you losers on the mic. If you don't win a face-off for like three straight attempts, then they just call on the mic and it's an angry kid or like some 40-year-old who's like, hey, win face-off and it's like, get a life. <laughs> That's why I don't play ESHL unless it's with Alex and Mike because the last time I played like three years ago, I was a centerman, I wasn't winning face-offs and this angry man just came on the mic and I'm just like, I think I just went on yeah, like, kiss a girl and then I left the game. Things haven't changed in three years. You do, when it, you do win face-offs, you still get an angry man yelling in at the you. game and in the microphone. <laughs> in the no, no, on our FaceTime calls. That's also true. That's also true. Yeah, it's it's still yeah because Mike, yeah, Mike. It, just, it took me a while to get that joke. I'm just disappointed. I'm just continuing to be disappointed. Uh, the play, the play, it's coming. The play, the play, the play will work. One, we win the play, and then Mike just stops playing. <laughs> goes the other way, scores. He said, "What the hell, guy? What do you, what do you think, Mike?" And he sends a message to the opponent that he gets banned, and he still wants to be the captain. No, Mike, not a good example for the team. <sighs> Just so frustrated. <laughs> anyway, my throat's killing me. I have been sick for two weeks straight, and I kind of hate it. Um. Oh yeah, we we ought to talk about one more thing actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So the Habs put out a video, uh, basically going behind the scenes of some of some of, like the stuff going up to the draft, some of the stuff about picking Slavkovsky, uh, talking about some of the other guys they drafted and all that. Um. What you guys think of the video? Because uh, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it was it was a interesting video. Again, this is the content we need. You know how we all complain about um, how the NHL is not great at putting out content because teams don't really like to share state secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just try a little bit, it do, it does you wonders. It's, you know, I want to check something because um, last I checked. I think it had over like a hundred thousand views, which you Whoa. know for for YouTube isn't amazing. Um, but for like just thinking about you know some hockey stuff and stuff Montreal have on their YouTube channel, I'm pretty sure that's actually so it's up to 170,000 views. So if you put that into their most viewed videos, um, besides some of their like fun behind the scenes stuff, it's pretty like it's up there um besides like some like weird house tour stuff carrie price funny moments mark bergeron at the phone of the 2019 draft which i think that may have been the video they had to edit because it had their draft list list uh leaked um but there's interest like what i'm interested is they were talking about lane hudson and people were sort of talking about oh he's available at the third round that's great value they got him in the second so i want to know who pitched for him and just you know what my big takeaway as a half fan was I can see more of their logic in picking uh, Slavkovsky. I'm still not 100% set on the pick. Um, and I really like Chris Boucher. I saw Patrick tweeting the same thing. Really like Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher. Really, really like him. The basketball player? 
No, Chris Boucher, who's the head of the half channel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> confused there. <laughs> I think Daniel made that same joke when we first talked about the hiring. But no, I, I was I really thought it was interesting. And I'm not surprised they didn't show any interviews with like Shane Wright because that makes a lot of sense. Because well, we can't find out why he's bad. Yeah. It's okay. Attitude problem. But yeah, that was an interesting video. Uh, do more in the future. Mm-hmm. I think really... all, I think more NHL teams should do that. That's yeah. the content people want, especially when like you're trying to figure out, you know, how to grow as a league. Yeah. When huh? you're a little behind the others, you need the content. The content is important. And there you go, my friends. Um, mm-hmm. That's everything I think for today. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. Nice and tidy. Yeah, very. Lots of laughs. Other than Loved EA it. cutting the cord. Exactly. Mm. They they called Rogers because they got the national rights for the games, and they said cut so it. There's out. like a bar of a percentage of criticism they can take on yeah. media, and like, all right, that's it. And then so they contacted Rogers, and they're like, Alex, yeah, we know him. We 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 cut his, his TV time of his things back like three <laughs> seconds of that. Yeah, he's he's on he's on the list. We gotta cut him down. It's ridiculous. I don't even want to watch games this year with anybody because I I can't even go on Twitter and watch game at the same time because it's just gonna get spoiled for me. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Elliot, when there's overtime on, you cannot look at Elliot Freeman's Twitter. Like I want to run through a wall. It's okay. Like that's how bad I get. Okay, check us out on TikTok, Facebook if you're older and you prefer that. Um, YouTube for the video portion. Um, yeah, there's a lot there, but my throat's hurting. That, that pretty Thank much. You for listening. Up. And uh, next time we see you, I don't know. Maybe Kirby Doc and Rasmus Sandin will be signed. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, guys.